Welcome to season three of the Yoga Therapy Hour podcast. My name is Amy Wheeler and I'm your host. We are so happy to tell you all that's happening in the world of yoga therapy. And we love to find guests from all over the world so that we can share and learn and grow together. Some of the things that are happening in season three that we find so exciting is that not only are we continuing with the free gift that we are giving out every single week in season two, and you can see more about that in the show notes, but now we are adding a YouTube channel and you can see all of these podcasts on video. The YouTube channel is called Optimal State with Amy Wheeler. Some people like to watch video maybe you want to use it for one of your trainings these videos on youtube will be there for you to use for free we would love your support we have opened up a patreon page that is going to help the podcast flourish and grow you can help us to expand and grow and create more content for you and we'd love for you to visit the patreon page which is called optimal state and yoga therapy hour podcast so let's go into our guest today and please nourish yourself take time for yourself and really relax into listening to the podcast welcome to the yoga therapy hour today we are going to be talking with Alyssa fennig and i think you'll agree that our conversation is full of magic of awe and wonder. There are so many people who are looking for a big change in life. I think this pandemic has really given us all the opportunity to evaluate how our life was going before the pandemic. Were we running too fast? Were we trading in our self-esteem for a paycheck? Were we doing things that maybe were not in alignment with our dharmic path? And it kind of feels like this pandemic has helped us all to settle down enough, maybe stay home and go inward and do a little more yoga and meditation to start to understand that maybe we were on the wrong path. And so today's episode is about just that. Alyssa went inward and found a a new way forward for she and her young daughter as they decided to move from Indianapolis in the United States, in Indiana, to San Miguel, Mexico, and the trust and the faith that it took to do that and and how she found her path forward and decided to go for it. And it has paid off big time for her health, for her relationships, for her financial well-being, everything is going really well. So in this podcast, we talk about how to listen deeply to yourself, to know when you're off your path and how to get back on, how to have the trust and the faith to move forward in a new direction and what you might need to do for yourself to get enough quietude within to figure out what is the path forward. We talk about since Alyssa has been able to do this for herself, she understands kind of the the model from helping other people do it. And there's so many people, especially in the United States right now, but probably other countries too, that are saying things like, I'm ready for a big change. I want a big shift. I want to move forward into my dharma, into my purpose. 
I want to feel more alive and I'm ready to take that jump. And I think today's episode will be really, really inspiring to those people. And it isn't just a jump with total blind faith. There's a lot of planning. One of the things Alyssa told me is that she hired someone to help her kind of scout out what communities had the values and the beliefs and the opportunities that she valued and she wanted. So while she was thinking about moving to the coast near the ocean in Mexico, after a lot of reflection and having this relocation consultant help her, she found San Miguel instead. And it's a great, great match for her. So maybe there's people out there that that can help us move forward towards our dreams also that we haven't discovered yet. So I hope you'll enjoy this episode. I know I did. And here we go. Welcome today. I would like to introduce you to my friend and colleague, Alyssa Fennig. Welcome. How are you? Oh, great, Amy. Thank you for having me on. I'm honored. Well, you are one of my favorite people. Alyssa really, really graciously stepped in on very short notice when I had my illness a month or two ago and just came in and went into the Optimal State Business course and just jumped right in with a full heart and open arms and our students just loved you. And so I just want to start off introducing you as an intuitive coach, a business strategist, a yoga therapist, and I think you're kind of a digital nomad to some degree too. tell Tell us about what does that mean to be an intuitive coach, a business strategist, and a yoga therapist all rolled into one? So, um, those kind of evolved, uh, you know, over time and, I uh, used to have a wellness center and yoga studio for five plus years and did primarily yoga therapy there, taught teacher trainings, meditation trainings, took private clients. I had three month programs, um, helping private clients usually come in with chronic pain. And as that evolved, my, you know, my life changed, sold the studio, obviously, pandemic has started, still kind of going on. And then I had a baby and so things changed in my life and I wanted to shift to be, have a flexible schedule and be more online. And I started using more of my intuitive abilities in a coaching role. And at the same time, I started doing some freelance work using my business and marketing background that I had used owning my wellness center prior to that in my corporate career, uh, doing marketing and and being COO of large national and international organizations, using all that background to help other entrepreneurs, especially in the holistic and wellness space. And with the digital marketing company, I had eight clients in six weeks. It like built itself. And just because I understood what they were doing, like I, you didn't have to, uh, and, but I had the technical expertise. So someone has talked about like, I'm a rare blend of creativity and technical expertise. And I think people like that. So then the marketing and the business strategy started just coming on board and integrating that into what I do. And that's what I've been A lot of people ask me questions about that. And so I started integrating that into everything and and helping other entrepreneurs. You know, as I listen to you, I, I think of how many, especially women, have 
gone through the corporate thing or been a nurse or a teacher or something that was like a really challenging career. And they said, now I'm going to go to yoga. And they somehow think they're going to cut off that part of themselves and just do the yoga. And what they find when they get here is that all the things that they learned and knew back in the day in corporate or medicine or education actually come together to blend into who am I now? And, and so that's what I heard from you is that, you know, you were a marketing person in corporate America and now it is kind of seamlessly merging or has been for quite some time, I think, with your yoga career. Was that hard for you? Did you want to try to keep them separate and then finally gave into it or what <laughs> about that? Yeah, it was an interesting thing because they were separate and, and it's, I had a, like, I had a struggle because I'm like, well, wait a minute. Like I am, I know I hold this very intuitive, you know, yoga therapist, spiritual medicine woman, part of me. And then I have this business marketing. And, and I remember someone saying like, you're using both left and right brain and I can, but I know I feel my best when I'm cre- using my creativity in whatever way. And so I kept them separate. And I, when I moved to Mexico, I woke up one day because it was always in the back of my mind, what, what am I doing with these? And because I knew only doing digital marketing wasn't fulfilling my heart's calling Mm. and what my divine purpose is. And so I I was like, maybe I can start merging these and putting these together. And I put together, there's a lot of Facebook groups and WhatsApp groups, and I messaged everybody, what what does everybody think about if we hosted a, a gathering, you know, I teach for an hour and a half, two hours, and I talk about the energetics and the personal development piece of business. And everybody was like, yes, 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 yes. And so I was like, let's see. And so it was kind of my little testing ground to see if they would merge and work. And it, they have, it's just been amazing. And so I'm known like a friend, a friend said, you're a mover and shaker in San Miguel. (laughs) And I said, well, that's what I do. And so it was like this mastermind we put together was my testing ground. It's grown. And within three months, I have 45 women in my WhatsApp group. I have 20 to 25 come to every monthly meeting in person and people are just yearning for this and they hadn't experienced this kind of intersection before. And most of them are like holistic wellness practitioners. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to pull up your, your Facebook group, which I think is a private one. They have to ask to be let in called wild wisdom collective on Facebook. Are you ready to transform the unhealed patterns of trauma, fear, and shame and create the life of your heart desire? Mm -hmm. So what I need to ask you very briefly, I want to back up. You just said you just moved to Mexico one day. Yes. I just want to say so many people have this fantasy, especially right now of leaving the U.S., moving to Costa Rica or moving to Mexico or, you know, Canada. Can you just briefly hit on that? Because I think people are yearning for maybe I could do something like that. And here you've successfully done it. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, you know, I moved with a two-year-old to Mexico. So without a lot of support. 
No, um, I have support here now. I had wanted to move and live in another country for over 20 years and fear held me back at some point because I've traveled all over the world and I love there's something that is in me that I need to be immersed in culture. Mm-hmm. And I need to, it, it's something probably about me learning and enjoying. And, you know, we all do it. We have a heart's longing and we ignore it. It's fear-based, family dynamics, those sort of things. And I had to work through all of that. Um, my mom was disappointed, but she supported me. My dad was not supportive at all. Now he's fine. So just so everyone knows, like, it's interesting how the dynamics change when you follow your heart. He's fine. We FaceTime and, and that sort of stuff. But it was, it, I did work through all of that to finally move. And I had my daughter and I'm like, this is my family. And I moved my dog. She rode a truck from in Indianapolis, Indiana to the center of Mexico and had a fun, adventurous ride. And so she's here. Just the three of you were in a, a truck. No, truck. she went with um, in a moving truck, but in the front cab, like I got pictures of them stopping at truck stops. There was another dog too, and they're playing. So there was a beautiful uh, service here that does that. And then moves a few of my things, you know, you could live with nothing here and get, you know, fully furnished apartment or something, but, but I wanted a few of my things. And so, yeah, we flew and I didn't want my dog to be in a plane. So she had a little adventure of her own and enjoyed it and loved it. And, but yeah, my daughter was two. She'll be three soon. I was just like, I'm going to take this leap because I felt like after I had my daughter, my physical body fell apart in many ways. I mean, I'm better, I'm much better now, but I know it was because my heart was longing for something and a move out of the country is something, like I said, I'd wanted for a long time. It wasn't just because of the pandemic or anything I had planned for us. My yoga studio and wellness center was on the market and I had a buyer lined up January, 2020. Mm. And then of course we all know what happened in March. And so in April, my lease was supposed to be up. So I thought I'm either going to sell it or in the lease and go because now my priority is my daughter. I want a flexible online nomadic life, you know, everything. It it shifted everyone's lives in in various ways. My studio sold in August still uh, to that same buyer, which was still very nice (laughs) for me, but it was, it was hard. My daughter was six months old when the pandemic started and uh, we decided because there was a lot of uncertainty, I was like, do I move with a two, you know, six month old, I guess at that time to, you know, if I was still determining Mexico, Costa Rica, Panama, Europe, and it was just so much uncertainty. I stayed for another year, mm. but then it still pulled on me. Like I have to go, I have to do this. And of course there was fear of resistance that came up because that comes up when we're about to level up and make a leap and follow our heart. I came here a year ago and visited and it was so easy for me. I instantly had my favorite taxi driver. I have the same nannies now that I met a year ago. And I remember seeing that yeah. trip. I think you put it on Facebook. And I remember thinking, wow, she looks like she belongs there. Yeah, that's how it felt. And so we finally made the move. Let's see, three or four months later, four months later. I mean, I was ready to go, but it wasn't the right timing. Uh, So I I always have to wait. We all have to wait for the right timing, right? And we ended up here in late October, 2021. And it just, again, settled in. 
I have support. I have more support than I did in Indianapolis as a, as a mother. So because of having some nannies that you can afford and exactly. I mean, to think that you're there with this, you know, entrepreneurial group that you've started and you've got 45 people in the group and 25 show up regularly. You have not been there that long. No, (laughs) things have, things have just coalesced like that for me here. You know, my daughter's bilingual. We were out in the countryside yesterday and she's just having a blast and, you know, that she, we talked to our neighbors and, you know, Mexican neighbors, U.S., British neighbors, all kinds, because there's about 15% expats here in San Miguel. It's San Miguel de Allende. And, you know, it's just walk down the street and my neighborhood's amazing and has a lot of uh, foodie restaurants and big chefs and bakeries and that sort of stuff and coffee shops. So, and then it's 20 minute walk to the downtown, the center but I can see it, it out. It all turned out so beautifully. It we're going to talk did. more about that. But yeah. way back when you were considering, should I take this leap? Is this absolutely bonkers? Because I have a two-year-old. <laughs> like, how did you get through that interpersonally? Like inside yourself, like what did you, what kind of work did you do with yourself to convince yourself that you could take that leap? Sure. I mean, lots of meditation and and breathing, you know, uh, different styles of meditation, of course. You know, I had to go inward and, and settle my mind so that I could listen to my heart because it was, it's so easy to get lost in the head of, you know, but this and that and that, you know, and I was like, but no, like my heart really wants this. And so lots of meditation practices. I'm a big fan of yoga nidra to really drop in and breathing. And I mix, I do a lot of yoga therapy practices and qigong practices as well, depending what I'm feeling in the moment and the styles. But that I had to get my, regulate the nervous system and drop into the heart. And really what does my heart want? Because it's, it was so easy. And I know it is for a lot of people to continue going through the motions every day and ignoring. But for me, I had so many health problems come up and I knew it was because I, I needed to shift some, it, it was, it was a lot of stress, of course, after having a child, the pandemic, all that stuff and doing it on my own. And so that was a big thing, but I was like, I didn't have these issues before they were probably brewing. (laughs) And so I was like, well, if I don't follow my heart, then I will just deteriorate. I had a similar experience. You know, I was doing all this volunteer work for all these organizations and, you know, I I think I made a difference in the field of yoga therapy, but my body was falling apart. And as much as I thought it was the right thing at the time, I had to admit to myself that, look, my body wouldn't be going into these states of chronic pain if I were on the right path. Mm -hmm. That is so revealing. So revealing. And the more that I've backed away from it and said, no, no, thank you. This is what I'm doing now. The better and better. I don't even have chronic pain anymore. How about you? No, Once in a while, I'll get a little something, but then I listen, what's going on? You know, what do I need to address? Now, I mean, literally postpartum, I had trouble. I was so stiff getting up and down off the floor. And I, of course, 
yoga therapists. I've done yoga for 20 years and I'd never had that issue, but it was telling of, of things and it took a long time. Now I walk everywhere every day and people have said, even my uncles or my uncle's best friend just told me the other day, Mexico's been great for you. Like you look amazing. It's, it's mm-hmm. I can breathe and I have flexibility in my life. I have support that I need. Like I found the village that I had wanted. I created it. Mm-hmm. And not everybody has to move to Mexico to do that. But, you know, I, I chose those things. I decided to do those things, but I'm fulfilling a part of me that I felt like was missing. And that's being immersed in other cultures, finally being bilingual, even though I'm not hundred percent fluent, but, you know, being bilingual, that's always something I wanted to do was on my bucket list. And I had friends who were like, why haven't you, because in the U S you don't have to. <laughs> And salsa dancing. I see you yes. salsa dancing. And, and tango dancing. Mm-hmm. So I love, I've salsa danced since college. I learned in college and, um, and I love it. And I started dancing again. When I moved here, I took a few classes before I had my daughter. And then of course, you know, life changed. I said, I want to start tango dancing again. Mm-hmm. And so the last six months I have been tango dancing and even had gatherings at my house. And that's where a lot of my friends have come from. Wow. Yeah. Just You're dancing. courageous though. I mean, not everybody can have that kind of faith in themselves, faith in the universe to get on a plane with your daughter and have your dog in a moving truck. Like you must've had some seed of what we call shraddha or faith that you could do this. Have you always had that? Is that innate or did you have to train that? I would, I would say I had to train that, you know, I, I was raised Catholic. I don't necessarily practice that, but it was, I didn't feel like I had innate faith or trust. It was something I had to cultivate. And it came through first my yoga practice mm. um, by creating a relationship with myself and uh, which started, you know, that cultivating self-awareness and that sort of stuff. And then just slowly built over time. I started doing more practices uh, to strengthen my faith and work on my subconscious mind as well. And then following the signs, I I pay attention to a lot of signs. I did have a a beautiful experience last year when we were here to visit in a church that was very interesting and a call to open my heart. And so I've been on a journey over the last year to do that even more. You think your heart's open and I knew it wasn't fully. And so that has come, but I started paying attention to signs and whether it was animals or alignment or the ease that I experienced when I was here and that would help strengthen my faith. Like this is the right thing, even though it may not be a hundred percent sure, like there's a little doubt, little resistance. And I remember even asking myself, why am I fighting ease? There you go. Yeah. Because when we're used to having drama or chaos or things to be difficult, because we have some limiting belief there that it should be. But I remember before we moved, I'm like, that was so easy for me. Hmm. Why would I fight ease? Because you're fighting family dynamics, you're fighting fear, you're fighting, you know, changing and uprooting. I mean, literally changed the course of my life and my daughter's life. Yeah. Significantly, not just a little trajectory shift. Mm -hmm. What, What I love that you're saying, and I think this is really where the work is, you know, all these things we learn in yoga and yoga therapy, 
the curriculum or the content, if you will, means nothing if it doesn't bring us into a deep, deep, intimate connection with ourselves. And then through that depth of connection with self, we can help others do the same. So when I think of you being an intuitive coach and a business strategist and a yoga therapist, to me, those all go together. But the seed of all of it is that Alyssa knows and loves and listens to Alyssa first and foremost. Mm -hmm. Alyssa looks for ease and lets the water flow where it needs to flow. Like if you hadn't mastered that within yourself, you could never teach anybody else to do that. Not authentically, for sure. Exactly. And when you came into our business group that you teach for us, that's what I sensed. I was, and and probably before, why did I choose you to ask you to come in when I got sick? It's because I sensed that you knew you and you liked you and you were brave and, and you were actually living what you're teaching. I try. (laughs) I do. I don't just mean talking about it. There's so many yoga people and other people, not just yoga people that have a lot of words to -hmm. describe living your most authentic life. Mm -hmm. But do we actually see people doing it? That's really it. Mm -hmm. Like walking the walk. And I think you have. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Thank you for recognizing that in me. I appreciate that because, um, I, I, having known a wellness center and been surrounded by other holistic professionals, whether they were on staff or uh, networking and that sort of thing. You know, you do see the people who have walked through the fire, who are doing the things and doing the healing work and the ones who aren't. And so I think it's, and it's always been very important to me to be a person of integrity and actually do the work for myself. And I'm always working and leveling up. Well, that's it, right? We never get there. Right. (laughs) Who am I today? What is it that the universe wants to flow through me today? Mm -hmm. You know, I found that with this podcast that I did, I just kind of started interviewing people and then it really went well and it was ease, like you Mm -hmm. said, and I was having fun, but I swear if there's ever a day that I'm starting to resent this podcast, that will be the last day and we Mm -hmm. will find the next level up, you know? Right. No, I totally understand that. Yeah. So kind of along these same lines, recently, just 18 miles from your house outside of town, you found a beautiful retreat center, I think. Mm -hmm. Yes. It's it's kind of like breadcrumbs leading you to your next thing. Do you mind if I pull up a picture of it on the... Sure, of course. For those people who are watching on YouTube, you you all know that now we have the YouTube version. So I'm in the Wild Wisdom Collective group that Alyssa has on Facebook, but I just want to show one of these gardens. Wow. So walking down a path with these beautiful, beautiful cacti. I mean, ah, just amazing, amazing, amazing. So tell us about kind of your next level up. And I know you're still cooking it up, right? Because it takes time to digest and process and get all the ducks in the row, but you're, you're kind of feeling this pull towards the next thing. And what do you think that is? 
Yeah, it's bringing back a version of my wild wisdom retreats about focusing on the personal development and the business strategy or business development. So for women entrepreneurs, I've always worked with women and helped them connect to their pelvic bowl, connect to themselves, to their heart and that longing. And then I've also worked with a lot of women entrepreneurs and, you know, who have the same desires because what we need to work on within ourselves plays out in our business. I'm actually teaching to the group I have here about the intersection of the chakras in business and how they play out in different levels. You know, it could be a throat chakra thing with marketing or it could be a root chakra thing with financial stuff. But having a time immersed in nature and using what I used to do with my wild wisdom retreats, it was always an immersion in nature because nature is so healing. It can drop you into that creative space we don't often take the time to really do that. And luckily here is it's a magical, magical city. And within the countryside, there's mountains because we're right in the center in the heart of Mexico. And there's mountains, there's different retreat centers, horse ranches, because I like to combine the working with horses because horses can hold a giant heart space because their hearts are 10 times bigger than ours. Mm -hmm. And they can pull things out of us or drop us in to places that we don't recognize. And whether it's the need to push us forward or they, I've had before an experience myself where I was standing in my solar plexus and asking for what I wanted, but my heart wasn't open to receive it. Mm -hmm. And a horse showed me that. And so, you know, having, combining those experiences with time to build your business idea, craft it out, you know, whatever place you're in, where you need to go, whether it's the marketing part or really just growing, going to the next level in the business, but having time within nature, having the support of the horses in yoga therapy and meditation, like to, it's really a transformational journey. And I combine that with also coaching three weeks prior and three weeks after, if someone chooses to do so, to prepare for the on-site integration, you know, what do you want to really accomplish? And then that post-integration as well. First of all, that sounds magnificent. I have not heard of very many people being a business coach as well as a personal coach in a retreat center setting like that to just go and do a deep immersion where everything else is gone and you just get to be with that. I think that's critical. The people that I've worked with over the years on their business, they can't take the time out of their daily life to get quiet and do that deep heart listening that you're talking about, that settling. And without that, they end up running in all these different directions a year here, a year there, tried that, tried this. Mm -hmm. And 10 years later, they've not really a accomplished much versus taking the time in nature, in the immersion with preparation and post-digestion to really sell and get quiet. Mm -hmm. Like, I think it's a brilliant idea. I'm, I'm thrilled. I, I think I could even come and, and do this, you know, this thing that you and I were talking about, it really doesn't matter what level you're at, you always need kind of an external reference point. I, I believe mm -hmm. an external reference point to have them say, here's what I see of you. Mm -hmm. And you may reject that, or you may accept that. But I think having someone 
kind of clear away all the cobwebs and say, well, here's where I see your brilliance. I think it's super powerful. Is that what you do? Yes. I mean, definitely, because it is so, it's so helpful to have that objective person in your life. It's been helpful for me. It's been helpful. I know when I've worked with clients, I have a client right now, she's a psychotherapist and I've helped her expand her practice. And we're working on positioning into thought leadership in Connecticut. And she's, you know, I just got engaged and we just moved in. Like, you know, life sometimes takes you outside. And she's like, I'm realizing that my staff are not getting new clients if I'm not there doing it. And it's like, okay, so we need to shift and see how we can get it going. So it doesn't only rely on you. So you're not the cog in the wheel. You know, it's been helpful for her to like prioritize or shift, you know, like you said, the cobwebs, like get those out of there because some of these things aren't going to have a return on investment. Maybe they'll be great for the future, but you don't need to do that right now. Yeah. You know, I'm kind of personally going through this, having been ill and even before I got ill and I'm feeling great now, by the way, but I had this little voice inside me saying, Amy, you need to set this up on autopilot so that if you do want to go for vacation to Italy for three months, it can run without you where you can check in three times a week for a half an hour. Like I wasn't thinking I was setting it up to, to get cancer, but ultimately it worked out when I did that everything was set up so that I could remove myself for my healing time. And now I've stuck back in, but I think that's a really beautiful thing to allow enough spaciousness So I don't know what I'm trying to say other than it is good to have someone help you see like, what is my long-term goal? Is it to be a digital nomad? Is it to be able to remove myself for a few months if needed? Is it to be right there every single day, face-to-face with people as the main person? I mean, there are some people that really love that. I'm an introvert. I don't love that. Mm -hmm. Right. So just helping people get clarity about where do you want to be in 10 years? Mm-hmm. And I think an, an investment in a retreat in Mexico, a luxury retreat, 10 years from now, people would be really glad they made that investment in themselves personally and professionally. But at the time it's like, oh, I can't afford that. I say you can't afford not to do that work. What do you think? Oh, completely agree. I mean, you know, we can limit ourselves. I don't have time for that. I can't afford that. I, this or that, but it does transform. I remember being on a retreat myself and it's when I owned the yoga studio and wellness center. And of course, like I was like, Oh, you have an anxiety just going and taking myself away to go on a retreat, even though I needed it because I had the space, the immersion in nature. And I dropped in so much into my body and into my heart space. That's where my whole wild wisdom concept emerged from. And I remember being on the plane on the way back, like downloading everything because it literally was downloading. I didn't have to create it in my mind. It was all downloading. Here are all the things I love. And I didn't have the name or at that time. And I even was inspired by artwork in a gallery. And now when I sold the studio, I bought it. It was still available and it hangs. I shipped it here and it hangs to remind me of the ancient wisdom 
that I share with the world and that, that I want the spiritual medicine woman that I want to embody. But yeah, because like, it's so easy for us to convince ourselves that we don't have time or the money or all these other excuses, life gets in the way because there's always something coming up. There always is, there always will be. But when we start to make space for ourselves, we actually can drop in and really, really connect with our true creativity which lies in our pelvic bowl, but really connect and something that we've never even imagined can unfold when we go that deep. And that's the reason I have the immersion in nature as well, because I think that's an important part of it. You know, as I listen to you talk, I, some of my limiting beliefs are kind of percolating up and I remember for a long time, and it's probably still true to some degree, I felt like if I don't have enough to survive or I don't have enough to thrive, how can I possibly invest more in something like this? Like it just didn't add up. Like I wasn't willing to put it on my credit card, hoping that there's a return. And on one way, I think that's a very smart business decision not to run up your credit cards. Right. But in another way to kind of take that, care and nourishment that you give to everyone else in your life and say, no, I, I deserve some of this goodness too. And prioritize yourself. I don't think we can have abundance until we do prioritize ourselves. Mm -hmm. And a lot of women have trouble with that. Mm -hmm. I would say that when I hosted yoga teacher trainings and a a lot of uh, women would come into the training saying, this is the first time I'm doing something for myself. Mm. My kids are 10 now, or, you know, that sort of thing, or this is something for myself. And I'm sure you've seen it. A lot of people come into trainings for personal development, not just necessarily. And then maybe they end up with a business, but it's like, yeah, I need to do something for myself. And and it's true. We all have to. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I want to pick up on another thread that I heard you talking about kind of indirectly, but I I think you and I have discussed this privately too. Sometimes we have so many different directions we could be going in. We have, you know, I could do this, the pelvic floor work. I could do the heart opening work. I could do the retreats. I could do teacher trainings. I could own a studio. I could, you know, there's so many options. Let's say there's 45 different options that each of us Mm -hmm. could choose from. The biggest thing that I see when I help people build their business is they cannot focus. They can't decide what's the avenue, one or two or three things that I'm going to do because they're easy for me. I'm good at them. They look like they could be profitable. So there's a, a nice product exchange, you know, but people have a really hard time narrowing down. They just want to do it all. What do you, what kind of advice would you give to them to help them figure out here's a path forward that can be sustainable energetically, financially, emotionally, you know, how how do you get people to focus? Cause I think that's the hardest part that I've seen with people. It is the hardest part. I've seen the same, you know, even with myself, like I'm, you know, I'm trained in a lot of different things and that's why I've merged things together because I felt separate. And so, and that is where, you know, a lot of people can end up if they don't focus on the right things. Yeah. It's, it's the hardest thing is finding out your niche and your ideal clients and who you want to serve and what you want to do. Being someone who loves to learn. I I totally understand this. Like I love to learn and create, but you said it, the path of ease, 
Mm. What is the path of ease that actually aligns with what you enjoy? So you might understand this, you know, because of work, you know, you, you've done in the past, you may understand this, but does your heart want to do that? You know, and, and so even if you think you should, or you could, what actually does your heart want to do and what is coming easy? If you're finding roadblocks for some reason, then the path has to shift. That would be my advice is really following, you know, what's, what's coming with ease that's aligned with your heart and, and pay attention to the signs and the messages. You know, I do this exercise every once in a while. It's kind of a secret. I don't know if I should say it, but I will go through my calendar and give myself a rating on say one to 10, one being very low. And no, I, that feels heavy. I don't want to do that. Oh my gosh. <laughs> All the way to 10, like, wow, I would do that for free for the rest of my life if somebody would let me do it. And I go through my calendar day by day and look at all the hours and give, give them numbers. Mm-hmm. And it helps me understand all the things I'm forcing myself to do because I think it's the responsible thing to do, or I have to do this in in quotes for this reason or that reason. And when I do that and I find the things that I actually feel energized and light about, that gives me a lot of clarity. And, you know, even this podcast, it sure isn't making me money. No, it's not making me money, but it gives me great joy. Mm-hmm. And so I'm trusting in that, that I will get what I need coming back to me because I'm giving to the community. Right. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. That's just one little strategy I use. What do you think? I love, no, I pulled up, um, I pulled up a little list because I always use the notes on my phone when I have something, mm-hmm. but I had done an exercise. What brings me joy? And it was like dancing, writing. I love brunches and dinners and socializing and trying new foods, coffee. Like I, like, the thing of, you know, if I could get paid for just sitting in cafes and having conversations, which is, can be coaching, <laughs> um, but meeting new people and like uh, traveling and exploring. And I looked at this list and was like, how can I incorporate more of that into my working life, my professional life as well, which is why I enjoy being on podcasts and writing articles and other things. And I meet people for coffee, but with hosting the retreats, I get to do a little bit of that as well, especially, you know, there's amazing food here. So get to enjoy those experiences. And the one thing I love about the retreat center is they do surprise things a lot. Hmm. Yes. You know, dinner might be this way, or it might be under the stars or, you know, that sort of stuff. Um, and breakfast might be brought by a donkey, you know, that, you know, cute little things like that. And I get a chance to be involved in all of that and create, because I love to create and have ideas too. So it was like, yeah, what brings me joy? And I love your calendar idea because there are times where, yeah, we feel like, oh, I don't want to do that. And we have to reassess and be like, why are we doing that then? Maybe we need to fill our time more with the things that light us up. Yeah. And it sounds a little bit full of privilege, you know, that, oh, we just get to do fun things. But I can say I'm not a privileged person. And I think even when things are really rough, which you and I have both had some pretty rough times. It's not like this is rainbows and unicorns and fairy tales. Mm -hmm. Do you have the courage to follow your heart in the tough times? 
Mm-hmm. That's really the key. Yeah. Because it will shift. Yeah. Yeah. If, if, if you do just one little thing, one little thing, it will start to shift that tough time into something that evens out or into a joyous time. And like, for me, like, obviously I'm not going to be a professional dancer, but that brings me joy. So that's my social stuff. And that is something that has helped me come back into my body when I felt like I wasn't during tough times Mm. and helps shift the energy as well. Yeah. I think we forget that, that it's not a luxury. It may be the thing that brings us back to ourselves. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause you know, I, I have this fantasy of taking dancing lessons too, but I'm like, Oh, it's expensive. And Oh, you know, I don't have time for that. But what if we flipped that belief and said, no, the dancing is first of all, one of the most important things to experience this joy. And that that is going to shift us out of this stuck place. Mm-hmm. You know, It does. I mean, I will tell you that because dancing tango is a very intimate dance. And I found myself like coming face to face with my, like holding people <laughs> a little away. And then, you know, even after an hour class, I'd be like, I feel so much here, more here mm-hmm. in my heart and in my body, you know, even though I do yoga and meditation and you know, Qigong and all of these things, like there was just something that was different, a creative opening that was different when it danced. But yes, I've had those same things where I'm like, Oh, but then I have to hire a sitter and then I have to do this. And it's like, no, I love dancing. And this is for me. This is for me. And especially, you know, after having a child and going through a pandemic (laughs) and it was like, no, I need to do some things for me. Not just, you know, 10 minute yoga video or, you know, that sort of stuff, but like actually really something like I mentioned, that's how I met all my friends here. And and then they are supporting you, right? Mm -hmm. So now you have a community Mm -hmm. because you prioritized yourself dancing, which may seem like a luxury to a woman who's just moved to Mexico all alone with a two-year-old daughter. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, I, and I seeked out my teacher she's from Argentina and, and, and my other teachers from Mexico city. But I was like, I used, I want someone who's from Argentina as well. And I just, that was just another, like, I, this is, I know that I want this. And sometimes, yes, I feel lost and I don't know what I want, but when you do know, follow it and make it happen. And yeah. And I feel like you can teach people how to come into themselves like you have, because that's really the, the thing you can do it, but having kind of a method, if you will, to teach others to come home to self Mm-hmm. and prioritize self and find your deepest longings and, you know, be strong enough and have enough trust to walk towards your joy. You know, they always say the best athletes are bad coaches and the best coaches are usually not the star athletes. Mm-hmm. You feel like you can do that, that you've done it. And now you can show other people how to do it. Mm-hmm. Yes. And that's actually part of the reason why I started some of the business strategy stuff, even though I had the background and the company was a lot of people were like, you've created the life that you wanted and I'm continuing to create it. And they're like, I want to do that too. You know, it might just be, I want to move to Florida from Indiana, for example, but like something was stopping or I want to live, I want to be a snowbird, you know, and six months here, six months there, 
tons of people do that. Even here, people own homes here and then live in the U S as well. And all of that's possible, but that's really where like people started seeing that you had the courage to create the life and business that you wanted. I would like to do the same and learn from you. And that's sort of how I started merging them together. Yeah. Well, I am so inspired by you. You know, I, I have a good life, but I, I'm just even sitting here thinking, could it be even better? Are there things that are beyond my wildest expectations that I would like to even enhance more, you know? So what last little bits of advice or thoughts do you have for our listeners? Anything you'd like to leave us with today that comes to mind? Maybe something from spirit just wants to move through you towards us. Let's say the possibilities are endless and dreams are possible. It's not always a linear path. It's a lot of times a spiral path, just like healing is, but it's possible, especially if you drop in and you know that that is what you have your heart set on, whatever it is in your life. And we just have to make the space to listen and actually follow it. And I think this theme keeps coming back taking the time and space probably in nature to settle in. It's hard to do it between two 30 and four o'clock on a Thursday afternoon while picking up the kids from school. Like <laughs> it's going to happen, right? Right. Yeah. No, that's when I want to take a nap. So where can we find you? I'm going to pull your, your website up here, which is sure. a beautiful website, alissafennig.com. A-L-Y-S-S-A-P-F-E-N-N-I-G.com. Just a beautiful website, which even that is, you know, I know people need help figuring out how they want to express who they are and what they do, especially when they have a lot of different things that they've done in their life and, and kind of weaving them together. So any place else you'd like us to find you? Uh, you can pull up my Instagram. Uh, you know what, even though you already showed the Facebook group, my Facebook page is just kind of a copy of my Instagram, but I'm at Instagram.com forward slash Alyssa Finning. Great. Well, thank you for spending time inspiring us today, getting us to think outside of our little box. You know, I think we just get stuck in this is my life. I have to do it this way. I don't want this, but I'm stuck, you know, mm -hmm. and I, I think you're showing us through your actions and your teaching that that's not the case. There's always potential. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Thank you. Definitely. Yeah. There's always a way to enhance your life. And how long till some of these kind of entrepreneurial plus personal retreats might come into fruition. Yeah, in so I'm actually hosting the seven week transformational wild wisdom journeys that include a private retreat, like four people who want to go, but the public retreats that are usually around eight to 10 people, I will start hosting those in December and mm -hmm. periodically. But if anyone wants to do the journey and come more on the, the private organized retreat. We kind of determine the dates and do that pre prep and post prep. Then we can schedule that pretty much anytime as the group wants, because a lot of people will come, you know, on their time. Right. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you so much. It's just been a pleasure today. Thank you so much, Amy, for having me on. Thank you to Alyssa. I really enjoyed our conversation and it's just occurring to me that the pandemic has helped 
a lot of us kind of reevaluate our lives and how we want to move forward. But sometimes it's something like a personal health issue that helps you to get your priorities straight. And I was taking some notes this morning as I was in meditation and I I just want to read them to you. I was meditating and then writing some things down that were coming to me and then meditating and just kind of going back and forth between the pencil and the meditation. And, you know, I was thinking about a time when I had a lot of faith and trust and then times when I didn't have so much faith and trust. And the times that I had total faith and trust, I had an acceptance that there was going to be death and dissolution I knew that I had been loved so well in this life, so beautifully. I was feeling good about my contribution to humanity and to the world. I felt this sense of oneness in nature. And so that gave me a lot of faith to move forward. The times that I have not had that faith or that trust, here are some of the things that I wrote. Fear that there won't be enough not enough resources, feeling isolated out on my own, feeling separated, not having enough material foundation in my perspective. Those are the things that made me feel like, no, I I can't have faith to move forward. And so then I kind of reversed it as I was doing this kind of active reflection slash meditation. It's a very Descacharian thing to use deep self reflection as a form of meditation. I went back to that second list of when I was feeling separated and isolated and out on my own. And I thought, what's the reverse of that? What are the things that help me to come back into the first list, right? Which I'll go back to feeling loved, feeling good about my life, knowing I've done good work, feeling part of the oneness of the universe. I'm not separated. And the things that I came up with, I'm flipping my papers, you can hear me, that having my little cabin in the woods in nature is enough. I I live in a cabin from 1920s in the woods, and that is enough. What more do I need? That I'm surrounded by my plants, my animals, my husband, George, my loved ones, that you know, it always makes me feel good to understand the flow of prana, including the flow of money. It comes in, it goes out. It's not to be held onto. That it's really my state of mind of appreciating the things I have in my quiet life that gives me abundance. There's nothing outside of me that gives me that. It's my inner sense of abundance. And that the times I feel most connected and and to that oneness and to mother nature are when my autonomic nervous system is in balance, is in sattva. And that if I kind of base my life around that hub of the wheel, what keeps me sattvic, what keeps my nervous system in balance, what helps me to remember that I do have enough with all that I have, this beautiful life that I have, any opportunity that comes into my field of vision has to maintain the hub of that wheel, the balance of my nervous system, the quality of my mind that I want to carry with me, which is sattva. And that anything that doesn't start from there and end there is actually not for me at this time. So that just kind of telling you what, what came to me in meditation this morning, maybe it can help you sift through some of your opportunities 
to really find a path forward. And again, the, the process was what gives me faith and trust, and then a list of what kind of makes me feel not enough faith and trust. And then the third thing is when I'm not feeling that faith and trust, what can bring me back to having more faith and trust? And just looking at those three columns and kind of doing a little bit of self-analysis. I hope that's helpful. All right. We'll see you next week. Forget to sign up for our newsletter mailing list, where we give you a free gift every single week. It's usually something that the guest has been talking about, like a book chapter or an article or an infographic. Check out the show notes for that. Thank you for listening today. Don't forget, we have a new YouTube channel called Optimal State with Amy Wheeler. We also have a new Patreon page where you can support us to bring you the most excellent content. And that is Optimal State and the Yoga Therapy Hour Patreon page. Also, you could write us a review on most major platforms that host podcasts. Give us five stars if you appreciate the show and tell us what you love so that we can do more of that. Finally, we support several nonprofit organizations through this podcast. See the show notes to understand how you can help. If you'd like to be a guest or a sponsor for this program, contact us at the email welcome at theoptimalstate.com. Welcome at theoptimalstate.com. And finally, a special thank you to our team here at Optimal State. We are truly a global family. George Mantuan, one of our executive producers. Adam Satchel, senior media producer and sound engineer from the Philippines. Krishna Panchal, a producer from Canada. Modupe Abdullahi, who does the show notes and is an editor for us from Nigeria. And Peter Morley, who wrote and produced the music for this show, who lives in Australia. Find more about Peter's work at www.zenmusic.biz. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next time.